You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. For more than 20 years, Macmillan Estate Planning has built a reputation as a trusted voice in helping clients protect what they've built over their lifetime and to help them prepare for and protect that legacy for the next stage of their life, retirement. Well, what about potential risks to those assets or investments? How can they be protected? Joining us today to talk about the protection aspect of a good estate plan is Macmillan Estate Planner, Ken Wynn. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wayne. Now, Alberta, correct me if I'm wrong, but Alberta's got a pretty high insolvency rate, don't we? We do right now, yes. With the recession that kind of continue on for the last few years, we we do have a very high uh, insolvency rate still, and it's not getting better compared to other parts of the country. And so there is a risk to uh, individuals, uh, businesses, when it comes to insolvency. That is correct. Part of that risk is from creditors uh, with regards to our debt, and which could lead to uh, eventually bankruptcy. Who is most at risk? Individuals with higher risk tends to be the self-employed people. These are your small business owners that are earning a living for their family. Uh, owners of corporations and professionals who are subject to unlimited liability. So you say unlimited liability. That means someone could go after them for everything they've got. Exactly. Everything from their, you know, retirement savings possibly to their, you know, home, house, cars and money held in their businesses. Before a person gets to that stage, how do you protect against that kind of of legal action to get your stuff? Right. So part of the plan would be understanding what assets, what investments would be subject to potential creditors claim. But perhaps before we go into the details on the the types of asset, we should talk about what happens when we can't pay our debts. And part of the reason why we can't pay our debts is sometimes that no fault of our own. I mean, we can have a job loss in this poor economic environment. We can have a death in the family where now we're incurring extra cost or a sickness or an illness um, that we incur high medical bills or we cannot work. And Sure, it could either either be yourself uh, preventing from work or looking after someone else, taking time away from your own work to to look after that other individual. Absolutely. And, you know, eventually we might get to a point where we can't pay our bills anymore and or the money that we owe. And when that happens, typically a licensed uh, insolvency trustee would come in. This is like a third-party person that will you know, take over our, some of our assets and start selling it to pay back the creditors as part of the settlement. Now, are there steps that you can take, Ken, before reaching that stage? You realize you're in trouble, you're in deep water, you're paddling for all you can. Can you go before the, the credit counseling agency or, or other similar organizations to get help or Is that a a different situation reserved primarily for private individuals? Well, for private individuals, before you get to that certain stage, you can always go negotiate with your creditors or talk to them to see if they can do something for you. And hopefully they can, you know, reduce some of the interest or forgive some of the interest and and et cetera uh, and so forth so that it would, you know, provide you with some breathing room almost, if you want to call it. And, you know, if, if... 
and the best, you know, with the be- preferred option would be is to avoid the actual bankruptcy. And sometimes it's a consumer consumer proposal. Sure, that might help where you aren't have negotiated how much you can pay back. All right, but that is a different situation though than for a business owner. Absolutely. So for business owner, self-employed, you know, sometimes it's just not worth being in a situation where you're giving up all your income to still settle the the debt. So, you know, as a last resort, bankruptcy could help you because it'll get you out of the situation quicker. Give me an example, if you can, Ken, about, uh, about someone who is in danger of losing it all. They haven't quite hit that bankruptcy decision yet, mm-hmm. but there is that potential. We'll look at Mr. and Mrs. Jones, right? Mr. and Mrs. Jones runs a roofing company, for example, right? They've accumulated um, a good business over time, but economies have slowed down. But um, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, their business is doing well. Uh, They're they're earning good income and they're maybe five or 10 years away from retirement. So let's just say, for example, they've accumulated $500,000 of RSPs and $500,000 of non-registered investment, right? Um, you know, and, and they're, they're operating their company and Mr. and Mrs. Jones are very concerned about safety. So they've always preached and, and instilled to all their employee to always wear your harness when you're up on a roof. Pretty typical. However, you know, these employees, they don't necessarily always comply. And what if they fall off the roof? Sure. And what? And, and it happens. And it happens. And what if they decide to sue their employer for not providing the safety equipment or not instilling that on them, even though Mr. and Mrs. Jones have. And, you know, they may lose that lawsuit. Mr. and Mrs. Jones may lose that lawsuit. That could require them to pay out a substantial amount of money, maybe above the insurance that they do have. So what's at risk would could possibly be their life savings. And their potential retirement. Absolutely. So... What happens in that situation, Ken? Well, in that situation, we, we kind of look at what are the opportunities typically available uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Jones. For example, many small business owners, they, you know, they look at options to reduce their income. And one of the things is they keep their money in their business a lot of times, so they don't draw it out. Uh, they draw out very minimum income a lot of times. So. You know, if we look at RSPs as an example, many small self-employed individual or small business owners, they don't have a lot of high value, um, a high, high account balance, or they don't necessarily always put all their money in an RSP account that gives them that protection at a personal level. So RSPs are federally protected, is that right? Absolutely. So RSP is one of the items that are protected under the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act. Now, when we have money in an RSP, that is protected from creditors um, by law under the federal jurisdiction. However, when we look at the protection that's available, we have to be careful because there is a look back period. And what we mean by a look back period is that funds that are deposited into an RSP within the last 12 months, these, these amounts would not be protected because, well, it's more it's fairly rec- recent, sure. Exactly, it's fairly recent. The other reason where funds in an RSP is not protected would be if 
we already know that we are insolvent, we're unable to pay our creditors, and we decide to maybe put a large lump sum into an RSP just for the sake of protecting it. And Thinking it, that that might be the safe way out. Exactly. And in that situation, it would not be protected. So in general, we cannot hinder, delay, or do fraudulent acts that we think will prevent us from, uh, from creditors seeking that asset. Okay. So we've gone ahead and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, they get sued, they lose, and all of a sudden now their retirement is in jeopardy because all that money that they put aside is some of it subject to creditor claims. Now they've got some money in the RSPs, but they've got some other money. Absolutely. So with regards to their non-registered asset, you know, traditionally they are not protected from creditors. However, if the investments were invested under the Insurance Act, they would have the opportunity to provide some creditors' protection. So you've got a couple of processes here. You've got RSPs and insurance, some kind of an insurance program. Correct. So under the Insurance Act, uh, certain insurance policies and investments are protected from creditors uh, so long as certain conditions are met. And some of these conditions would be the beneficiary designation. It has to be what we call a family member class. Such individuals would include your spouse, your children. Um, it could even be your grandchildren as the beneficiary. Uh, or if you are still fairly you know, young, it might be your grandparents. So investment under the Insurance Act, where the beneficiaries or family members are creditors protected from a standpoint that this money is, this is needed to protect the family in the future. So you've got a couple of good avenues there that you could have your assets, your investments protected. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, when we return. We'll be back in a moment with estate planner Ken Huynh from Macmillan Estate Planning. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. <music> 